Boz. Welcome to the Land of Boz with Jeff Bosley. And welcome to the Land of Boz for a Saturday, January 11th, 2020. It's a new year. New year, new me, new body, whatever all that bullshit is. <laughs> I am your host, Jeff Bosley, and I can't say as always, but as always, my go-to uh, audio partner in crime is my buddy, Scott Segrin. What's up, man? Hello. Hey. <laughs> For those of you who can only hear him, I get to see him. I just want... Whoa, what was that? Is that you? No. What, <laughs> what the hell was that? All right, so because I've moved and I got the soundboard set up, there might be occasional phantom music, apparently. Uh, but anyway, Scott Seagrin, longtime friend, longtime podcast buddy, and everybody does not get to see the wondrous mustache that is Wyatt Earp staring me in the face right now. You know, it is uh, it is beautiful. Are you going to keep it for work Monday? I I haven't fully decided yet, but I've been I've been sporting it like. Close to three weeks at this point, so I might as well. <laughs> you wear it well. <laughs> um, all right, so we'll do a little bit of uh, what's up, and so yeah, uh, I'll we'll take turns for Christmas. I stayed home at my new home. Got a sorry. I'm waiting for a package that I have actually have to sign for, um, and I ordered a Christmas tree. That was black, like a uh, Satan tree. Right. Yeah. Uh, Very emo of you. <laughs> hey, mustache, look who's talking. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, you know on uh, Amazon you can put, um, like you can go to your order history and just hit order again. Right. So with um, Swedish X, I, I had a Christmas tree and it was a regular green colored artificial tree and I just went to that tree and hit order again and i got my black emo christmas tree so uh you know being the impatient guy i am i just kept it because i had i had shit to do so right (laughs) and now god willing jenna and i work out long term uh it it's now got a weird memory and nostalgia to it so of course i kept it so got a black christmas tree black Um, christmas tree not to be confused with Black Christmas, which is getting yet another remake. Is it really? Yeah. God, yeah, we need to do that's uh, when hopefully I'll get back on a schedule. We'll do uh, that that falls into our like things we're embarrassed to watch. Like that would be. I just you know <laughs> just stop making the same movies over and over. Make something different. Well, doesn't that fall into the category of like horror movies where they're easy to make? doesn't cost a they don't have to pay a movie star and they well, still get a return like you know but you can you can uh do an original take on a material you yeah. can change the name of the damn movie that's true <laughs> yeah well that's oh you need to watch uh, when it comes out on whatever platform the jane silent bob reboot I really want to see oh, it. I'm sure it's, it's great. It's beautiful the way they make fun of reboots and remakes. And like they go in, like the opening is easily about a seven minute dissertation on the difference between remakes, reboots, and sequels. <laughs> and nice. it's classic Kevin Smith dialogue. Um, so, yeah, uh, that was my Christmas. And New Year's was just, I spent the day, pretty much went to Disneyland. Do you do anything exciting? You know, uh, I successfully uh, spent time with my family, and nobody killed each other. Uh, nobody <laughs> fought, which was cool. Nobody blamed anybody for ruining Christmas. So that's you know, it's always a positive when that happens. Nice. I opted. Uh, I opted not to spend time with family semi for that reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Usually we spend Christmas Eve together and do like the whole open one gift thing, but uh, I've been lobbying hard for years now that we should just do christmas on christmas eve so that there's just no stress involved at all on christmas day nice and that's what we finally did this year Nice. it was great yeah so you got a big i told you so for christmas coming (laughs) 
Open all the gifts. Everybody was happy. Everybody went to bed happy. Woke up. Didn't have to get up early or like sacrifice their sleep. Everybody had a pleasant morning, just hanging out together for a couple hours, and everybody went home. It was that's, great. That's I the encourage best everyone message to do for it. Christmas. <laughs> that's the best message for Christmas. I told you so. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, all hey, right. Remember how I said this would be better. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Well, it's funny because the older I get, the more I look at my parents and realize, you know, they're they're the left, the right side of that peak of life, and uh, it's like, oh, they're getting older now, and you gotta tolerate more just because it's the right thing to do. Hey, cat. Yeah, my cat just walked into frame here. All right, well, we will start getting into the segmented parts of the shows, and because I'm very uh, rusty, we'll get into what did Scott and I do this weekend? The greatest weekend of my life! (laughs) (laughs) I still don't know where that clip is from. Oh my goodness. Uh, Well, we touched on it a little bit. I didn't, well, it's still Saturday, but, you know, I don't got, I work tomorrow, so... I went to that Kevin Smith movie I mentioned, the uh, Jams Bob Re- Silent Bob reboot. And for those of you who don't know, Kevin Smith made the movie Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, and in which the fictional characters went to Hollywood to stop a movie being made about fictional characters based on those fictional characters. And it has a lot of inside jokes, a lot of tons of uh, cameos everywhere from like James Vanderbeek to Matt Damon, Ben Affleck. And oh, that, yeah. all of it. Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah, huge uh, geekdom. And, but I think that was almost 20 years ago. And now he made a movie called The Jay and Silent Bob Reboot, in which those fictional characters go back to Hollywood to stop other fictional characters from making a reboot of Jay and Silent Bob rebooting the fictional movie called Blunt Man and Chronic which was rebooted in Jan Silent Bob reboot. That's probably Jeez. wrong, but That's the gist so of it much. is that. Yeah. And he's mocking the reboot culture that we live in. And he's, he's not unaware of any of the inside jokes. Uh, they literally look at the camera, a la Deadpool and break the fourth wall and talk about how reboots only, only idiots would go to movies where they like they even said something like a movie ticket is something like twelve seventeen dollars or whatever, but only at reboots will pompous directors have a tour where they release it in certain theaters where people pay upwards of thirty to seventy five dollars to watch the reboot. And Kevin Smith plays Kevin Smith in the re in this movie, and he plays Silent Bob. It's a like half the people because I don't smoke but half the people were high but I'm pretty sure they were massively confused because it is it's like inception level tears of confusion but yeah that uh, sounds like a lot it, yeah and it's and it's brilliant it was like um, what was that movie with like damn it Janet um, the uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show it was oh that, yeah yeah it was that level of inside <laughs> jokes it was it was beautiful like people were cheering at the screen and and uh, you know, like when they're like when Ralph Garman came on, there like people were chanting because his last name's Garman. He, his fans are called the Garmi, so that when he came on screen, people were chanting Garmi, Garmi. So that was the extent of my weekend. I did a podcast today, and I figured I'd do mine today, and that's it. How about yourself, Sam? Uh let's see. Mostly, I uh, I don't feel like I've done a crazy amount, but. Uh, uh, I've caught up with some people. had a had a lunch. had a had had a beer. It was great. I've uh, been working a lot on some personal project stuff. Got some editing done. Doing this podcast right now. <laughs> uh, gonna be hanging out with a good friend. Got a got a date this evening, and uh, that's my weekend at the moment. Yeah, too bad we're not doing this the next day, so we can get like the uh, the follow up for most of that. <laughs> <laughs> Post game was that D and D that you were that I saw a post on? Instagram? Oh yeah, I played D and D last night. Gotcha. <laughs> no, yeah, it's yeah. I mean, it's it's a ritual for you, so it becomes 
uh, monotonous, but I'm fascinated well, by that. It's not monotonous. It's just that uh, it is a thing I enjoy doing, but it is my own fault that I am the dungeon master of four separate games. Which that, means that I made myself in charge of four separate games, which was dumb. And are they all at your place? Is that how it has to work? Like uh, people no, physically they're come? all in different places, and I'm mostly running the same campaign, but it's a campaign that I wrote and came up with and came up with all the details for. So every single time I have a new game, I have to like get people's notes and say, all right, what happened in your guys' game? <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, that like, luckily well, yesterday, my... for example, I had I asked asked my group, uh, "Hey, is this character still alive for you guys?" <laughs> <laughs> and because it's the same campaign, you actually need to clarify that stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> luckily, my addictive personality hasn't tapped into that world, so I, I've just basically tried to avoid it. Oh, it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, of fun. my only knowledge of it is watching you on stories, and then. Um, Stranger Things is that's my the extent of my knowledge of when it comes to D and D like the world of that existence. I would argue I'm a pretty uh, I'm biased obviously, but I I feel like I'm a pretty great DM because yeah. you know people who play D and D will understand that sometimes you get a dungeon master and they're working out of a book or their own personal campaign and you understand that like yeah they put all this time and effort into setting this story up and all this and that's cool and that's good. We appreciate it. We understand you You worked hard on this. But it's supposed to be fun for your players also. And if they don't have the opportunity to, like, try things that maybe you didn't plan for, what's the point? You know? You can't just be like, no, you can't do that because it doesn't work with the story. Well, figure out a way to make it work then. That's your job. <laughs> yeah, see, I'm probably safer to avoid this. Um. <laughs> Like, for example, um, yeah, know, let's hear it. I've got this campaign and everybody, I, Aaron, you know, Aaron, yeah. Aaron tries to break my game every time we play. Now, what does that mean when break you break a game? Paper. Like, we punch holes like, in it? He tries to break the story, do something with his character that's so against the grain, thinking okay. that it's going to change the story or like ruin what I had planned for the story. And I'm like, no, no. Now, does that make him, is he doing that to be a dick as a friend or within the story? Both. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Okay. Go ahead. Keep trying. Keep trying. You're not going to break it. Fair enough. Yeah. One last thing. I don't have time. Now, can you do D&D remotely? Yeah, I mean, you could. You could Google Hangout in and everything like that or Skype in. But ideally, you all connect like it physically, right? Um, it just makes it more difficult just because obviously, uh, you know, if you're arguing or trying to talk over people and you're not actually in the room, yeah. the amount of times you're going to win is probably going to drop. <laughs> gotcha. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Uh, we shall move on and now that Scott and I have rambled a little bit, we will educate you all with something I've mentioned multiple times, people surprisingly use in their classroom. And I've since lost the sound bite. Oh, so today we'll discuss a little bit of history. Extra, extra, read all about it. Life story of Playboy Penny. Extra, extra. All right. So for the teacher that uses this for their class, we will discuss a little bit of today in history. And I do not read these ahead of time, so my reactions are genuine and confused. So for today, January 11th, these are pretty boring thus far. Today, January 11th, 1973, the American League voted to approve the designated hitter rule. So if you play baseball, which... Yeah, I want baseball to be fun because I, I don't know about you, but I'll go to games... Just like when the Red Sox are in town at like Anaheim or the Dodgers, I'll go to games because like the spirit is supposed to be fun. Like there's excitement and hot dogs and beer, and then sure, sixteen sure. hours pass, the scores two to one, and I've drank beer and eaten hot dogs. It's it's yeah exactly. <laughs> if you could see Scott's gesture, you would probably empathize. So woo. Um, 
Smoking today, January 11, 1964. The Smoking and Health, a report of the Advisory Committee to the Surgeon General of the United States is published by the Surgeon General's Advisory Committee on Smoking and Health, warning of the health issues of tobacco smoking. Although they're not the first government report on the health effects of smoking, it is considered one of the most influential result, most influential resulting in laws such as the health warnings on cigarettes packages. So into the six, what is it? I was just watching, um, once upon a time in Hollywood. Oh just yeah. The amount of cigarettes just being chugged. And if you think about like to like, uh, mad men and, I mean, like I watched, what was it, uh, Die Hard. Bruce Willis is smoking at the baggage claim at LAX, and that wasn't the joke. That was the t- sign of the times. Yep. <laughs> that was something you could do. Yeah. You could smoke on planes for the yeah. longest time. Yeah, the planes had... All right, kids, for those who don't know, planes had ashtrays in the arms of them for quite a while. Um, it's true. Yeah. They're, I used to my gum in them. Yeah. I haven't seen any for a while, but uh, we're getting boring now. Um, <laughs> these are not we are the history. This is a really boring day in history. January eleventh, nineteen twenty-two, the first human use of insulin to treat diabetes. Um, and for those of you in the South, it's called the diabetes. Diabetes. Uh, yeah, I got the diabetes. I'm uh, Wilford Brimley. I'm going to talk to you about diabetes. <laughs> nice pop culture reference. There's a joke with Pat Oswalt where he talks about, he goes, Pat Oswalt talks about he's gotten so fat, he's gotten B letter fat. So every word that starts with a B has a different, like it sounds like it's got a deeper, throatier sound. It's like, I have to blah, 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 blah. When you're, when, you're that, when you're that level of fat, you say B's differently. I can say that because it's his own joke. January 11th, 1908, the Grand Canyon. U.S. President Theodore Roosevelt declares the Grand Canyon a national monument, declaring, quote, let this great wonder of nature remain as it is, as it, it, as it now is. Do nothing to mar its grandeur, its sublimity, sublimity and loveliness. You cannot improve on it. You ever been to the Grand Canyon? Oh, yeah. The Grand Canyon is, a, is an experience. You've been there? Oh, yeah. Uh, I have not. Uh, the first time I went there, I was like four or five, and I don't really remember it. So the very next time I went there was actually with Briarly. We road tripped there in one day and back. Good Lord. Yeah, it was oh crazy. We left at like 6 a.m. We got there like three. That's Parks and Rec three. worthy when they drive from like Indiana. <laughs> when, uh, yeah, it was great. It? it was really good. We got, to the, we got to the Grand Canyon, though, and it was very much a uh, – wouldn't call it a religious experience, but it's definitely an, an, really? it, uh, it's a, it's a very intense experience, really? it, especially if you have any sort of appreciation for like nature and yeah. beauty and all that. Yeah. Interesting. I, I really might make a trip to go now. Like, I walked I mean, up. I was speechless. Wow. Teared up a little bit. It looks like a, it doesn't look real. It looks really? like a painting. Like a giant painting in front of you, and it hasn't been Except destroyed. You're literally by... sitting on the edge with your feet dangling in it. That you're like, nope, this is real. <laughs> and it hasn't been destroyed by like tourism and marketing and nothing. It's it's still really because I grew up spoiled going to Yellowstone Park like all the time. That was like my backyard, and I totally take like Yellowstone Park and Old Faithful for granted. But Grand Canyon always seems to have a, for lack of better crappy puns, a more grandiose. Like, yeah, massive humbling experience. So, I it's I as we were talking, I put it in my notes app of places I want to visit. So there we go. Yep. And on to the antithesis of happiness. January eleventh, nineteen eighty-eight, the West German disco bombing. A German woman mm-hmm. is arrested for the nineteen eighty-six West Berlin disco bombing. Never heard of it. Um, the U.S. had originally blamed Libyan leader Gaddafi. And retaliated by bombing Libya, killing... This is just dark. I'm not going to read that. Ah, this is ironic. <laughs> this one's ironic, considering today's uh, current events. January 11th, 1988. The Iran-Contra affair. President George H.W. Oh. Bush gives a sworn deposition to prosecutors, including testimony indicating his involvement in the Iran- Iran-Contra affair. This information was not made public until five days before he left his office 
before he left office as president in 1993. So yeah, yep, Iran, Iran has not been, isn't new <laughs> for those of you. No, it, I'm not even saying that politically, militarily. Life with Iran isn't a new as of this week, just so people know that. Uh, yep. Yeah. January. Stupid. Stupid. All right. See, this is the conversation from earlier. Can we get it like enough with the remakes? Okay. Can we get something new, please? <laughs> Can we not get a new? Uh, I'm tired of the Iran remakes. This middle like, East. We've done Iran. Let's do something else. <laughs> January 11th, 1935, the famed aviator Amelia Amelia Earnhardt becomes the first person to fly from Honolulu, Hawaii to Oakland, California. That's our hell yeah. That's a random city. I was just there last night. Like, like why ha- Oakland? Hey, if Oakland it, was popping back in the day. I was gonna say if it's the Oakland I know, I would not want a skinny single white woman to land in Oakland. It's 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 a little sketchy. Didn't she disappear? Is she the one that disappeared? Yeah, she disappeared on her like round the world flight yeah. or cross Atlantic flight or something like that. Again, I'm reading the history. I'm not a history major. Uh, we'll start getting some of the highlights here. January 11th, 1861, Alabama becomes the fourth state to secede from the Union in the Civil War. Um, <laughs> January 11th, 1787, providing many immature children. Scott made this joke, I'm sure. I know I did when I was a kid. But Sir William Herschel discovers two of Uranus's moons. So forever implanting Uranus in our daily vernacular. Is Uranus considered a planet anymore? Isn't that the one they got rid yeah, of? Yeah, it's still a planet. It's still a planet. What's the one they got? Oh, Pluto. pronounce it uh, Uranus because they are, got tired of the joke. <laughs> Was it, what's the one they got rid of several years ago? Pluto? Pluto. Yeah. It's not a planet anymore. It is a uh, celestial dwarf. That sounds like I identify as a celestial dwarf. Uh, first American life insurance, Albert Hoffman killed in duel. This is a world I'm kind of glad we don't live in, but sometimes I wish we lived in. January 11th, 1757, American statesman, the first secretary of the U.S. Treasury, um, Alexander Hamilton. He was killed in a duel with the vice president. Oh, yeah. They were pissed at each other and had a duel where they went back to back, walked so many paces, about faced, and shot. There we go. <laughs> That's an interesting world to live in. Uh, Naomi Judd was born today. Really boring day. Really, really boring. That guy died. What a pick a boring day, Jeff. I sorry, January eleventh. Suck it. Some people died. Some people lived. Damn history. Have some better stuff. Yeah, do more history. Know your history. You know what? So that was. Uh, today in history (laughs) all right moving on here's where things are gonna get angry and passionate scott and i are inherently both proud nerds to any extent we already talked about dungeons and dragons kevin smith and we touched on some other nerdery so this is a little bit of nerd chat I'm going to fix that and post that peaked loud. All right. So today's nerd chat. Did we land on Star Wars? Is that where we landed? Uh, we could. We could yeah, talk about that's more current, that movie. Despite what I just watched more recently. So we'll stick with current. That's still in theaters. Scott and I are going to talk about Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, or as Scott calls it, Star Wars, The Rise of... Bullshit. <laughs> it's like we've rehearsed this. Star Wars, The Rise of Bullshit. So, Scott obviously did not like it. Um, no! I, I okay did. Um, but what we <laughs> should do, which is horrible radio, is uh, get the Rise of Skywalker trailer so people can feel... I don't think we should. Like... <laughs> like they, Nobody needs to hear that. They're somewhat acclimated to uh, what we're about to talk about. Um, while this is booting up, for those who don't know, Scar- Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker is the ninth? Yeah, number nine in all yep. of the Star Wars movies, of which, now that I got Apple TV and Disney+, Plus, I'm starting from the beginning. And one, two, and three are so, so painful. <laughs> but Rise of Skywalker, here is 
bad bad podcasting the radio or radio here is um the rise of skywalker don't talk scott you guys are sharing the same channel (laughs) sorry you can scoff i suppose sounds interesting (laughs) standing there with it. Bad radio. Bad podcasting. We've passed on all we know. A thousand generations live in you now. But this is your fight. I think that's Luke. Every generation has a legend. So Scott gave the bird the finger to the voice we heard, and uh, yeah, this is spoiler heavy. Screw it; it's out. It's been out long enough. Spoiler heavy. So if you haven't seen it, don't listen. Scott Palpatine, how do you feel about him? That is the worst. The worst. <laughs> That's the worst. You already fucking killed him. Already killed him. Yep. We saw that. Everyone saw that. But now he's just, hey, why not? He's back. <laughs> also, by the way, you know how we were like, hey, anybody can be a hero or a Jedi. Ray comes from no one. Well, we decided, fuck that. Ray's a Palpatine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to steal Mark Bernardin's uh, thoughts on this. Is by bringing Palpatine back. It now ruins the amazing OG Star Wars three, four, or four, five, and six. Number six, it ruins Anakin's self-awareness, sacrificing himself to save his son and his son's friends, and yep. destroy the Empire. It, it destroys that sacrifice. It's now like, nah, never mind. What you did, that symbolism, that gesture, it doesn't matter because it didn't work. Didn't do shit. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, one fan theory is that he's a clone and the reason he's so janky, his fingers and, um, who was the other guy? The Snoke. Uh, Snoke. The reason they were so janky was because they were the remaining clones from when the Death Star crashed a la, um, aliens. Remember the janky clones? Um, when Sigourney Weaver goes and sees all those tubes full of jacked up clones. Right. That was one fan theory is that they're all clones and that's why he's all jacked up. So, but they never, but, um, the dude from lost, uh, what's his name? The Hobbit. He was in the star Wars. Oh, Dominic Monaghan. Yeah. He makes one throwaway line where he goes, yeah, clones moving on. So what is, what are your thoughts? Is Palpatine a clone? If they were going to do the clone thing, then they should have done it from the very beginning with the expanded universe storylines that included all the Palpatine clone stuff, which did exist. Exactly. And they should have set that up from the start. Well, they already took a bunch of stuff from that shit throughout the last three, three movies. They might as well just stuck that landing and did it. And but they instead, nitpicked, yeah. They didn't. Yeah. 
Well, that's the thing. And, and then they screw up the clone theory. And then, argument and point number two, just stealing from Kevin Smith and Mark Bernardin, what are your thoughts on Ray being Palpatine's granddaughter? Awful. Awful. Just awful. I agree even before I'm stealing Kevin Smith's theory, or uh, Mark Bernardin's theory. Uh, what were, How would you have done it? Because uh, Ray, we spent the last three it? movies going... So who's Ray? Who's Ray? Who's Ray? She's nothing. She's nobody. And then all of a sudden, oh, never mind. She's not nobody. She's giant somebody. How would you have changed it That's or done the thing. it? That, that, I was fine with that. She doesn't need to be somebody important. Yep. We're closing the Skywalker saga. Yep. Leave them alone. One person. Leave them alone. One person had a theory, an argument, and this is brilliant, by the way, I think. We accepted that the force needed to balance or needed to find balance and immaculately conceived through Shmi Luke or uh, Anakin. And we right. all accepted that even though the movie was crap. We were like, okay, cool. Right. Immaculate conception. No, no big deal. We could have just, just swallowed um, Ray immaculately being conceived and moved on. It worked with Luke or Anakin and Luke. Why not work with Ray? But then they had to go to Palp and then, to, to steal Kevin Smith's joke, which I honestly thought when I first saw it, when they when Palpatine when it was revealed in the movie that Palpatine was his grandfather or her grandfather, somebody yeah. had sex with Palpatine. <laughs> yeah, Palpatine fucks. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm I believe Immaculate Conception way before Palpatine sex. So, uh, but yeah. So what was That's another true. high point? Oh, did you think they'd get Harrison Ford? That amazed me. Well, no, I'm surprised they did. But also, I didn't understand the point of him being there. Yeah. Like, I just didn't. He's not. He's not a force ghost. He's not a Jedi. Well, because he even says. He's the father of him doesn't mean anything. He says, I'm a memory. So that bastardizes that. It's not a force ghost. Then I would swallow if Leia, having the force, used her like dying breath so to speak and literally to conjure up han to bring her son to the to the good the light bright side of the force like her dying breath is to like give han light for you know force ghost powers but they're like nah i'm just a memory i'm a memory yeah again that would have been great and by the way like that's the other thing uh i don't care how you argue it as far as leia is concerned you took your one strong female role model and reduced her to being tied to just a mom role. Yeah. My life ends well, do when you my think, son dies. Do you think part of it was they had to write the script based off of Carrie Fisher being the footage they had? I mean, do you think they had to reverse write the no, script? No, I don't because her daughter played her in the movie for all the scenes they had to shoot that were Fair new. Enough. Fair enough. And so they wait, did the face replacement stuff. And also, I said this in the last movie, the one thing about the last movie that I thought was ridiculous, General Holdo shouldn't have existed. Leia yes, should have taken Carrie, her after. Carrie should have gone down with the ship. Right. That would have yeah. been way better. That would have been and a We wouldn't have noble, any of this shit in this movie. Noble ending. And we wouldn't have, have had, what do they call it, Carrie Poppins? Have you heard that joke? Right. Carrie Poppins flying through space. <laughs> So I think now, what are your thoughts on, are we bitter? Because there was an argument that I'll agree with when it comes to now the aging of me and the aging of certain movies, that there's the safe argument of like, well, you just like the originals because that's what you started with. I agreed with that up until the last two movies. The last two movies, I'm like, no, I really think they're garbage whether whether I'm biased towards the OG four, five, and six or not. My see, I, I've as a lifelong Star Wars fan and seeing all the Star Wars movies, and I can say confidently and happily. And you know more, can, you know way more canon Star than Wars me. Movie, every single one, even the good ones, have a lot of stupid shit in it and a lot of stuff that's not good. Yeah, every single movie does. But yeah. these last, like the 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 end saga here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, I am a fan of the Last Jedi. It had a lot of stuff in that movie that I hated. But I am still a fan of it. And I'm still a bigger fan of Last Jedi than I will ever be of the rise of that shit. <laughs> Do you think... <laughs> now, now we live in a world, 
and again, I'm just piggybacking off of other people's work. We live in a world of fan service. And I mean, like even Leia giving Chewie Han's medal, that was a throwback clear to the original uh, New Hope where everybody's like, why didn't Chewie get a medal? So we live in a world of fan service, yet when 4, 5, and 6 were sequelized, I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, more or less, there was no like blatant, painful fan service in those three movies. Obviously, the Ewoks felt a little markety, like why all of a sudden are we getting plastic toys that can be sold as, as toys later in the in, at KB stores. But sure. four, five, and six didn't feel like fan service. They felt like let's continue the story just for the sake of continuing a story. Yeah. Yeah. And these last last three feel like to to joke about the uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot, they're essentially the same story. Oh, we got a Death Star that's going to kill people and the it heroes is. are going to go in and they have to drop a bomb in the right spot and it'll crash and some guy's going to redeem himself because he saw a ghost. It's like the story that never fucking ends. And it's always <laughs> with the same people and it's always with the same bad guy. Yep. And now it's finally over. But like it could have been over in episode six and these last three movies could have been literally doing something new and different. Yep. But fuck it, whatever. What do you think uh, What's-His-Butt was going to tell her when he was falling into the uh, quicksand? He's like, I want to tell you something. Oh, that he was Force-sensitive. Force-sensitive, yep. Yeah. Now, do you think that could be, again, I'm just stealing other people's thoughts, that could be a new, because you know Disney and Star Wars and Lucas Productions, they're geniuses. They're already, they're like Kevin Feige 30 steps ahead of us. That seems like that could now be a new Disney Plus series. The Force Sensitive Crew. Like that, yeah, that just seems like a Disney, Disney Plus seed for a new show. Like it could be. Like they were talking about doing a live action show for a while, and yeah. The Mandalorian was one of those it's shows. Crushing. But, uh, yeah. Have you watched that yet? Yeah, I think it's great. I think it's really good. I watched it. I'm, I'm, that's, I was told I went online and I was told it says to watch episodes one, two, three, four, five, six. No, one, two, three, solo, uh, rogue, then four, five, six, then Mandalorian. I believe. Yeah. So I haven't watched Mandalorian yet for that reason. I was told to watch it after uh, Jedi or Empire Strikes Back. Whatever, number six. So I'm holding off. All I know is that Yoda or Baby Yoda, and that's all the memes I've seen. So. Yeah. Yeah. So we have Star Wars, the rise of bullshit. I was not satisfied with the memes abound of. So what's your last name? Skywalker. Stupid. And I knew that was going to be it too. The minute <sighs> I heard the title, I was like, "Yep, uh, new, new. She's going to be a Skywalker now, or they're going to make the new Force users called Skywalkers." Or yeah, both. they took the bite. They took the bite off the apple twice. Um, ben Solo, he's a Skywalker technically. He that he could have been the Rise. You know, obviously still dying and sacrificing no, himself. I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't. I didn't need the Kylo Ren redemption arc. He should have just stayed bad the whole time. Yeah, I mean, but that's the thing is, it was a repeat of the Anakin. Art, uh, redemption. Art. He fucking dies twice. Like, <laughs> and I like how now, later in all of this, it was just kind of like randomly when they had the midichlorians in episode one, and then they randomly never spoke about it again, really, because they're like, ooh, nobody liked that. Let's not discuss that again. Yet, yeah. here at episode nine, we now have Wolverine Deadpool healing powers of the Jedi. Like, <laughs> a little bit of healing is something that's been. Uh, like a thing through star wars even in the literature forever like you yeah. know they're not the stealing like know. wolverine but they can focus and like stabilize or like yeah you know, so that makes me better. go wait a minute y'all could have fixed my hero han when he got gutted by a saber don't right. tell me you could have saved han solo well, she didn't know how to use her powers at that time well, okay fuck yeah, no, I you lost me at the death of han solo i've been by it he's my i went i was han solo that- for Halloween more times than I can count. So <laughs> like, I like expanding the force lore and the abilities of the powers and everything like that. And like in, in eight, when they're able to talk to each other and like not quite see where each other, that was, are, interesting. That was a cool turn. That was cool. Having Luke project his like self across the galaxy. That was cool. Yeah. Keeping that going is cool. You know what I have a hard time with though? Oh, Hey, let me just 
send you this lightsaber real quick. Yeah. <laughs> it reminded me of like, because I just watched Elf, the those old mail rooms that have the, um, the suction things that send mail via a vacuum system to like various floors in a building. That's what it yeah. reminded me of is he just shoved a lightsaber into a vacuum tube. And, he's like, <laughs> and then now somebody has a lightsaber. Oh, well. Yeah. Sad. Oh, well. Uh, yeah. We don't have a rating system, and I've never actually asked this. So five-star five system. What? How many do you give it? I give it a solid two and a half. Two and a half. Well, for the sake of just only because, it. yeah, it, it had the bare minimum ingredients to be a Star Wars movie. <sighs> Jesus, ow! Agreed. Yeah, that's it. I don't, and this is the most. I'll, you know, I'm even going to ironically because I'm to Scott's credit, he's much more critical, but not in a uh, dick way. He's critical in a I've. He, he knows the bigger the canon and and re, you know you I assume you probably like watched all of the or you've seen like whether it's the animated series or all the spin-off series that help paint the Star yeah. Wars lore. I've seen pretty much all the series. I've so read can, most of the expanded universe. Yeah, and you could critically make more uh, judgments way better than me. And I'm normally the schmuck that'll go to like Fast and Furious thirty, you know. But I'm actually going to underplay him. I'm even going to go like a one and a half because I didn't care about a single character other than... Yeah, big problem, right? Yeah, that's probably that's part of cinema. You should give a shit. Um, I cared about Chewie because if you think about it, that poor bastard lost... Lay, like, he's lost his life. He has no more connection. Everybody. All these young kids are in his life, but all his life... Lando. That's all he's got left, and Lando went off with that chick. So the people we we've cared about, you know, again, I'm, it sounds like I'm masturbating to like Marvel. We took twenty or ten years. Wait, ten or twenty years? Ten years, right? Right. To over twenty five plus movies to care. Again, I'm very biased, but to care about these characters, right, wrong, or indifferent. But they spent some time investing. Star Wars spent nine episodes trying to get us to care. I didn't care about anybody outside of Chewie, Leia, just because they've sustained the arc. C-3PO is a robot, so it doesn't matter. And I started to care about um, what's-his-butt, the Han Solo replicant guy. I just forgot his name. And that cool backstory they touched on with the woman. um, What was her? I don't even know. She she was like another – she wasn't even a bounty hunter, but she was like a smuggler or something. like That backstory they started to touch on. That he was all ashamed of or whatever no, you know we're talking yeah, yeah. about. What's that guy's Finn? No, is it Finn? Who's Boyega? What's his character's oh, name? Oh, Finn. Yeah, yeah. Finn. Finn is Boyega, right? Yeah, yeah. Who's the white dude that's basically like the new Han Solo? Oh, Poe Dameron. Poe. Yeah, that cool backstory. I started to care about that, but it left me with like Star Wars blue balls. So. I give it a one and a half, maybe a two, just under Scott, because I didn't care about they anybody. Like, they just had a bunch of shit happening back to back to back with no room to breathe or understand what the hell was even happening. Yeah, in the, and like, why, yeah. the whole why do we care was never really answered. Um, yeah. Ever. Yeah, so uh, I don't have a sound effect for that. So what's the most painful sound effect for our poor uh, poor motivation? Here we go. Not- Damn it, Archer! That's the closest I got for... Poor reviews by Jeff. Uh, oh, maybe this one. That's, right. It should be like a one and a half stars, and then the sound when you get it wrong on the prices right. Yeah. That's this one. Oh, that's not good. I don't have any good sound <laughs> You and I got that for our uh, worst movies ever. I love ever. that. So, yeah. Eh, Star Wars. It, it, it's there. It existed. So, that was Scott and I's destruction of... Rise of that person. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And now we'll get into a little bit of hippie talk um, with um, Scott's kind of good at this. I I go through this. I try to do some smart stuff with my life. A little bit of, um, again, don't know where my sound effects are. So I'm going to make up time. Here we are. It's, It's filibustering. A little bit of journal chat. 
That's the wrong one. It's extremely creepy to look at Scott <laughs> laying on his side, a la Ron Burgundy creepy mustache, while um, any of this music is playing. <laughs> All right. So, for anybody that's been with me for a while, um, I try to, via my army and scuba diving background, try to plan my day and live my plan and plan what I live and all that crap. So one thing I've done is some people physically journal, some people don't. I've started trying to journal and one thing I used to do is write down like what I'm grateful for. Um, oops, Scott had to go or the call dropped, but I'll continue. Um, or like what I affirm to do and then an action I want to take. Um, but I've now since changed it to what I'm grateful for and what I de declare. Um, the word declaration seems more powerful than affirmation. So I'm now trying to write down daily uh, what, I'm, what I'm grateful for, what I declare, and an action I want to take. Um, let me see if Scott's... He didn't get shot or anything. Um, cool. Cool. All right, so I, I, and I do this to maybe anybody who knows me or has followed me for long enough knows I, I'm not inherently a journaling or meditative or uh, manifesting type person, but I'm trying to better myself at that because I do think there is some value to it. So until it becomes an instinct, I try to um, just via the act of discipline try to keep doing it um so uh i basically am happy to divulge that and and tell people pretty much honestly what i write down um yeah so for friday i haven't done today's but for Friday, January 10th, uh, y'all hopefully can take... Oh, I'm supposed to... No, I wrote something. Um, Friday, January 10th, 2020. I, uh, what I'm grateful for, um, I'm grateful for my home. Uh, through a gig and through a lot of stuff actually going very wrong, I'm actually in a quite nice apartment. I have space. I have decent, nice things. And for anybody who's been with me for a while knows... I was living in a rat-infested shithole uh, with a landlord named Alex Markarian, who is a shady slumlord who is uh, out to ruin everything. Uh, so, yeah. Um, I'm grateful for my new home. My declaration, like I said, it used to be uh, an affirmation, but I declare seems more like powerful. So I'm trying to write that stuff down. Uh, what I declare, and this is uh, circular, but I declare I am Jack Reacher, not in some weird, uh, method actory way. Like, Oh, I'm, I'm Jack Reacher. I think I'm Jack Reacher, but no, like I am, I, I got that job to play Jack Reacher. Uh, oh, I think we got Scott just sec. All right, and so grateful. I'm grateful for my home. Declaration, I am Jack Reacher, as in I got the role. Uh, that's a very, I'm trying to stay in that mindset. And my action, um, I want to be task-focused, disciplined, and focus on my sleep hygiene. <coughs> Anybody who's been with me for a while knows I've been sick for, I've been sick forever, basically. Uh, and so... Uh, I'm trying to be really focused on sleep. So that is today's, I guess, uh, Jeff journal. All right. I'm going to put the show on pause and, uh, see what's going on with Scott. Do 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 It's the whole music. Do 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 do
All right. Uh, Scott is having the, uh, what shall we say, the tef- technical difficulties. So I'm going to carry on without him. Uh, we need him back for cowboy term or sex term. So in the meantime, we'll do a little bit of actor chat because this came up recently um, when I was visiting with my longtime acting friend, Ashley, and uh, comes up a lot. So any of you all in the acting performing world, stay tuned. Well, I'm an actor, right? So I got to keep my emotions right at the surface, you know? All right. Actor chat. Um, today I want to talk about how becoming a character, there's a difference become, between becoming a character and just being an asshole. And what do I mean about that? Um, I'm, I, even labeling it makes me sound, feel like a pompous turd, but I guess you would say I am a method actor. Um, and method acting has a huge negative connotation because there's a lot of people that have bastardized it and that's great publicity. Um, people like Jared Leto with, um, uh, God, I forgot the name of death squad, whatever squad, suicide squad. Um, and how he mailed used condoms and dead rats to his co-stars. It was just atrocious. And the thing with that is people associated him with method acting and and the problem is is it just in my opinion it means he's a shitty actor uh he does wonderful performances but it means shitty as in not like quality of performance but as in like he's a shitty person that's that makes him a crappy human being um and the reason i firmly believe that is go watch the behind the scenes of uh one hour photo with robin williams they will call action and he will be this creepy, maniacal, very believable human being. They'll call cut and he'll be the coked out, enjoyable, entertaining, humorous Robin Williams we all know in the snap of fingers. And that proves to me we're just pretending. You don't have to sit and bathe in whatever your character is um obviously there is an element of that to become a good performer and to uh, to deliver a believable performance but doing jared leto mailing used condoms excuse me yawn one to uh, margot robbie because that's what the joker would do that's horse shit that just means honestly uh, to use my method acting school one of their things that just means he's a crappy actor he's not in control of it his instrument and um that just you know he's trying to use method acting for therapy rather than performance because at the end of the day you're just pretending kids pretend all the time they don't need to live the character and breathe the character i mean there's an element of that don't get me wrong but that level of extreme is stupid um Becoming the character on camera or on stage is one thing, but living it, if you need to go live it in your room, fine. But I always use the extreme of if you play some murderer or something even worse, it doesn't mean you have to go do that. You have to find the thing that you can uh, find the closest to empathize, (sighs) yawn too, within that character and then use that and and expand upon that to portray it fine but living eating and breathing do that for yourself i guess but when it's affecting other people you're just being an inconsiderate dick and uh you know if i get reacher i'll change my body i'll i'll i should be a little bit more optimistic when i get reacher i'll change my body i'll i'll think about what it's like to be him on the road but because Reacher doesn't have a significant other, doesn't mean all of a sudden I'm going to treat, start treating Jenna like crap, you know, or he doesn't have a dog, doesn't mean I'm going to get rid of Izzy. That's bull crap. Um, or if I play, you know, I've played in an audition, um, an extremely creepy pedophile. Guess what I didn't do? I didn't become, did not become a pedophile in real life. Um, I found, although very, you know, my microscopic i found a microscopic seed in in empathy within that character um and and expanded upon that 
Holy crap, I'm crashing. Sorry, that's yawn three. Um, I have an early morning tomorrow, so we'll start wrapping this up. Um, and I expanded upon that. And, you know, the rest, it's called acting. It's not called being and living and breathing, which is also why I hate, I'm sick of the commercial aspect of this industry. Um, for those of you who don't know, you will get emails and auditions for must be real firefighter, must be real X, Y, and Z. Uh, that just means they want crappy actors, in my opinion, because where does it end? Must be real murderer, must be real rapist, must be real pedophile. That's stupid. Yeah, there's an element of experience, you know, using my Jack Reacher argument. If you haven't been in the military, there's an aspect that you can't understand to portray the military mind of Jack Reacher. Holy crap. Sorry, crashing. But it doesn't make, I don't think that's a prerequisite. That's a big bonus uh, when it comes to that scenario where, yeah, let's hire an actor that actually was in the military so he can understand, use the words, you wear the uniform, you know, etc. Obviously, there's a limit to that. I don't want to hire an amazing actor that also is a pedophile to play a pedophile. That's obviously not the case. But when it comes to something realistic and, and, and practical, you know, like if there's a firefighter that's a good actor that needs to play a firefighter, bonus. Uh, but it's not a requisite. You know, I'm sick of that. And especially when it comes to just paychecks. You know, there's a lot of commercial auditions that say, must be a real doctor. Pretty sure the doctor does not need this job like some starving actor. So it's kind of a rant. Um, but if you have any questions on acting and, and, and stuff like that, I'm happy to talk about it. I actually, I might turn, I might do something with some sort of online classes or, or something like that. I'm really working on it because I don't think I'm all hot shit, but I really love directing and coaching and, and just dialoguing about the acting process and, and becoming you know, just becoming the best performers we can be. So sooner or later, that might be a thing. But for now, that has been Acting Chat. And lastly, uh, it doesn't look like Scott's going to pull it off, which is all good. Um, I will do, let's do a little bit of fitness rant. I've touched on some a topic on my Instagram stories. So let's uh, hit that. So a little bit of fitness chat. Okay, I'm gonna get a Bowflex. I'm gonna commit. I'm gonna get some dumbbells. You know you can't eat dumbbells, right? Okay, I love that clip for Men Game. All right, fitness chat. So what I want to talk about today is, I again, I say a lot of this because I've experienced and made a lot of mistakes and um, tried everything and anything, but I am sick of social media and media in general ruining how extravagantly difficult fitness has to be and i'm saying this on the quote-unquote average extremely obese or extremely you know uh, diseased individuals there's they're the exception of the the this scenario but when it comes down to just people trying to better themselves live average fit lives maybe change their body composition obviously would it be it's a huge benefit if they fix their labs their blood numbers and all that so i'm kind of talking to that window if you will uh quit falling for gimmicks and this is all scientifically proven and i believe what I'm about to say isn't a niche. I'm not talking about like paleo versus vegan versus gluten-free versus keto or not even keto. Keto is a bad example, but just, I'm not talking about a style of the approach. I'm just talking about the most simplistic template. If you want to lose something, you need to have less of something. So that's the definition of a caloric deficit. I'm tired of people saying they need to lose weight or have a weight goal. For those of you who have never tried this, I promise you, when I have a certain body type, I can actually weigh more than another body type I have. So quit obsessing over weight. Obsess over, use the weight as a very rudimentary scale, no pun intended. But use the mirror, use how you feel. 
for your progress results. Obviously, weight is just a necessary evil as a marker for progress or lack of progress. But don't say, oh, I want to lose five pounds because you think that associates with a look you're shooting for. Um, and so to lose weight in the terms I want people to understand is to lose body fat. Everybody's striving to lose body fat. And to do that requires an input of less energy, i.e. calories, compared to the amount of energy you're expending, <coughs> i.e. training, living, breathing. So that is called a caloric deficit, meaning you are eating less calories than you need, which makes your body burn fat. Scientifically, pretty much across the board, not factoring in extreme gimmicks and trends, that is scientifically agreed upon. Even ignoring macros, calories in or calories or calories or calories. There have been studies and there's research showing if you're, I'm just picking a number, like let's say your caloric deficit is 2,000 and you need 2,500 or 3,000 calories to exist. So by eating 2,000 calories, you're going to burn fat, loosely speaking. Obviously, macro, i.e. protein, fat, and carbohydrate ratios are important and ideal. But if you eat 2,000 calories of carbs or if you eat 2,000 calories of protein, your body doesn't go, oh, that calorie was a protein calorie or that calorie was a carbohydrate calorie. Down to the cellular level, yeah, those macros do matter. But quit obsessing over needing like this is where keto and and even even fasting come into play your body's still consuming x amount of calories just because you fasted before you consume those calories your body your body is smart but it doesn't it it's doesn't have brain each cell doesn't have a brain i mean it kind of in a way does but it's not like it goes Oh, cool. I, I haven't eaten for 18, 16 hours, so now I know to only burn fat when I get the same 2,000 calories I was going to have had I not fasted. Your body doesn't do that. It doesn't sit there and judge and discriminate. There is some science behind what your body does during fasting, but I promise you, I have not met one person who said they religiously believed in fasting, for example, who stuck with it. Uh, I can think of one, four different people who swore by fasting like it was a religion and they look exactly the same. Now, I'm not saying it's all about looks, but they were trying to get muscle and lose fat. They don't look any better and they didn't stick to it because it's, that wasn't sustainable. Um, so when it comes to those gimmicks and all that crap, calories, and then second to that, your macro ratios, uh, we won't get into the deep dive on that but stop and then secondly outside a caloric deficit um weight training now this isn't the jeff from like high school who is obsessed with weight training and bodybuilding this is the jeff that knows to make muscles change shape and adapt aesthetically and then also with strength you have to stimulate them with resistance training um, i value um I value cardio, I value boxing, I value swimming, I value yoga and Pilates and, and uh, CrossFit. I value, obviously, I, va I massively value Jim Jones because they actually incorporate intense weight resistance training into their programs. Um, but on average, most people want to lose fat, build or quote-unquote tone or shape muscle. You can't do that without making the muscle think it needs to do that. And the only way to do that is to make it go against resistance. Ladies, you will not bulk up. Trust me, if it were that easy, every man would be bulked up like the dreams they've been trying to dream since they saw Schwarzenegger and Stallone as kids. It's not, you don't just bulk up. And we have testosterone and can barely just bulk up. You don't, and you're not just going to bulk up. Uh, so resistance training is necessary in lieu of whatever, you know, obviously some parts of fitness we don't enjoy, some parts we do enjoy. Um, but some parts, if you are going to get what you want, you might have to do things that aren't the most fun. Some people don't enjoy weight training. But sadly, that is a necessary evil for body composition alteration 
and toning or, or whatever you want. Um, some parts of fitness you may enjoy more. I need to incorporate more yoga into my existence because it is therapeutic and beneficial for my body, but it's not as enjoyable to me. Weight training is. So some people are the other way around. Some people enjoy meditating or, or yoga or Pilates or stretching only and logging away on the treadmill, you know, for three hours and wonder why their body won't change. Well, because they're not telling their muscles to change. Um, you know, they might be losing weight, but they're not, the muscles have no, you know, think of atrophy. If you lay in bed after a surgery, your body, yeah, you're going to lose weight and be skinnier, but your muscles haven't done anything because your muscles haven't been told to. So caloric deficit, resistance training, incorporation. That's that. I've hit an hour. We're going to start calling this show a day. So that's fitness chat. All right. That is uh, the land of Boz. And I haven't done this for so long. Um, thank you for listening. I'm on Spotify and on my iTunes. I'm share it with your friends. Now that the holidays are over. I have a little bit of concept of patterns and how often I can get to this. I was watching Kevin Smith last night and he mentioned one of his biggest piece of advice is for podcasters is consistency, not necessarily like every Tuesday, but staying consistent with your delivery of this because there are people i.e. you who care about this and i've said it before and i hypocritically do mean it um you are my customer and i need to be more consistent and your time is very valued to me and your support and again you design this show it's, i don't i listen to this show to edit it but i don't listen to it just for me I, I make it for you so always feel free to contact me one way or another con topics you've enjoyed topics you'd like me to touch on nothing's off limits i'm happy to pretty much talk about anything and make it a subject or a topic of the show so in the meantime uh spotify itunes rate review share tell your friends enjoy the show patreon yada 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 um means the world to me so please go forth conquer kick ass be relentless adios <laughs> <laughs>